Hey everybody, welcome back to the Village Trash Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Jordan. And we've got a very special guest with us today. Hi, my name's Ty. It's Golden Week in Japan, and we are going to be talking about Golden Age anime, more specifically the manga counterparts, but uh, we've got three on, on the docket today to talk about. We're going to be running through uh, some personal favorites, uh, Rave Master, Air Gear, and w- the one that I'm most excited about, Claymore. <coughs> now, Jordan here, not only can he not read, he uh, doesn't I haven't read know, a single thing. Relax. Doesn't know anything about I, I Golden, swear Age, to God. Golden Age manga at all, so Listen, we had to bring on a, an actual expert to uh, have this conversation with You might me. be sitting across Ooh, from expert. me, but you're still within striking distance. It's a it's a higher level of conversation <coughs> than Jordan is capable of, so you know, that's why we had to okay. the, the outsider. Right. So, uh... <laughs> Well, let's start out. We'll t- we'll start. We'll My start biceps talking. the size of your head. We'll start talking about the one that I think Jordan would like the most. I mean, actually, I think Jordan would like Claymore the most. But uh, we'll we'll start off with uh, we'll start with a little lighthearted. We'll start with the Air Gear. Okay. So uh, what, Air Gear. Air Gear. Air Gear. Air Gear. So yeah. for those of you who don't know, Air Gear is a uh, battle shown in disguise as a sports anime, um, and it's phenomenal. Mm. Uh, follows uh, our main character whose name I do not remember because I'm Eek. terrible. It is. It is. It's it is Iki. Iki. You're yeah, right. I I You are absolutely right. Okay. So he uh, dives into the world of basically uh, shonen um, rollerblading. I mean, that's really what it is at the yep. end of the day. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and it just kind of it starts out as very much like a traditional sports anime. He's he's in competitions against other big rollerblading <laughs> guys, and then it slowly just kind of turns into a, a traditional battle shonen in the best way. Uh, so, Ty, what do, what do you like most about Air Gear? What's what's the thing that draws you in? Um, I think honestly is the ability to go from something that's so ridiculously funny and just off the wall batshit crazy to some really serious notes. Like okay. it takes things that are just like absolute bonkers. Where in the first couple chapters, you literally watch him like take a shit because he doesn't want to step away from watching a competition he's watching. So he just like. Drops one right there. Oh, he just, shits in the middle of the floor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Or on a rooftop. Like, it's he's censored, on a roof. it, you see the censored shit and everything. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right there in front of everybody. He's okay. next to like three people. To like some delving into some really, really deep, like, post, like not post traumatic stress, but like really traumatic things that happen to people. Like, oh, and shit. as they like go through different things like that and how this sort of like sports in a way helps them sort of uh, like deal with that shit. Okay. Yeah, there's Damn. definitely uh, definitely themes of freedom uh, rampant throughout Air Gear, um, and it really it's exemplified. And by the way, I mean spoilers in case we we have to call that out. Hey, if you've you you been with us since fucking first episode, by yeah. the way, this is our tenth episode. This is the tenth episode. Tenth this, episode. Is a, this is a special occasion. That's why. That's part of also why. Ty is here. Honestly, it's actually <laughs> our fourth fucking episode because we had to reboot the series. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we wanted to keep full we, reboot. Yeah, so, full uh, reboot. It's all but, good though. But yeah, so Air Gear. Air Gear, uh, with that theme of freedom, it's really interesting and dynamic. And so one of my favorite <coughs> things about Air Gear is there's a massive plot twist that happens uh, three-quarters of the way through the story. Okay. You, you have a character um, that's part of the old guard. You know, He's he's part of like this older generation of, of these, these rollerbladers. I can't mm-hmm. remember what they're actually – I think they're just called Air Gear. Like, I think that's what the, the actual equipment is. That's what they – yeah. So his name's Sora, uh, and Ugh. he's – when you meet him, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> And he's just like oh. happy-go-lucky, super cool guy. He's he's like racing around on his wheelchair. He's he's playing with his dog, and then you slowly start to learn the history of this world, the history of this sport, and what's all has gone into it. And you find that Sora is not exactly what he seems to be, and he is truly the main antagonist of the entire series. Okay, 
Um, he ends up walking again, obviously. Okay. Uh, the wheelchair. <clears throat> I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it's The wheelchair really is obviously up. a facade. Yeah, he's got um, like hyper legs or some shit. Yeah. He's got full air gear legs or something. Yeah, like, that's what it is. His, the, uh, that's right. The paralysis is real. He just gets like cool, like mechanical legs Mechanic in legs. place. Okay. And basically, he like you find out that the, that him and a bunch of these other kids that are from his generation were like experimented on. Um, and that's why oh, they're so adept at, at this, at using this equipment. And you have these like great things called regalia that are like special, special pieces that go into your equipment that give you the ability to ride on certain roads. And so like Sora's is the wing road. And that's what Icky, uh, he rides along in the first half of the series. Like when he first mm-hmm. starts really, um, coming into his own, that's what really draws people to him is that he's like, holy shit, like this is Sora's road that he's riding on. And then eventually of course, Icky finds his own road called the hurricane road. Um, and that that's you know leads into the the end game of the story. Um, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. Like Air Gear is just one of those works that has always stuck with me. Um, it's got a great cast of characters. You know, my one of my personal favorites is the announcer. His name's DJ Plug. Yeah. Um, DJ Plug. He's got yeah. a TV head, Plug's which uh, I love. It's not a real TV head, but <laughs> oh. you know, he's a he's TV headed in spirit, and that's all that matters to me. Is, is it like fully coolly TV head? Or are we talking? He's not a robot, but he's yeah. It's basically like just a big ass like old school like TV that he wears as a, okay, as a yeah, like a like a dead mouse sort of yeah. Like, oh, okay, got thing. you. So I I love it. I love his his journalist. That, I mean, all of the characters are really interesting and dynamic. But even besides Sora, like Sora's one of the standouts for me. But like um, <clears throat> the weird shark kid who's like Agito. Yes, Agito. I'm glad I'm we need glad him on the podcast more already. Yeah. We, me and you <laughs> yeah. don't fucking remember you a really damn were, name. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you had these names inside of your head because i don't i'm, and I'm I, pulling I'm starting deep to, memory here I'm yeah starting, yeah starting to look like a fool here Dude, we read chapters every fucking week yeah. we're like, who the fuck's this dude? yeah like, I'm sorry. <laughs> current manga i don't remember current who, manga we're who like who's this motherfucker that, right, that yeah. floats like yeah. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but yeah he's he's really cool like, he's got a, like an eye patch and he flips it between the two and like has two different personalities or he has like three different personalities Technically has three. i've seen wait i've seen that character He's cool. He's, you probably have. I've yeah. seen that character. He's yeah. got uh, he's got this cool fang road. Like there's all this like uh his best Icky's best friend. That's a character that I really love. Um, um what's his name? I think it, it make I want to say like Shoto or something like that. It's something along those lines. I don't think that's the exact name. He like he he feels more like a traditional shonen main character than Icky yes, does, does to me mm. because Icky Icky is like one of those he's like one of those like uh, what I'd say, like the new rage shonen characters are, where he's got like the talent built in, and he just has to learn how to do things. Okay. Versus his friend, who is struggling right from the get go. He's struggling. He's right there in it. He's digging deep, and he eventually finds a mentor who gets killed, oh, and shit. then he inherits his regalia and his road, and ends up fighting uh, this guy Nike, who is a uh, who's Sora's brother. And spectacular fight. One of the best shonen fights ever. Like, it's really good. It has a lot of emotion packed in. It's yeah. got everything that makes a good shonen fight a good fight and it just it works okay it works so well like air i cannot understate how much i love air gear like it's just it just sticks with you unfortunately the anime uh is from a bygone era uh where you know mm-hmm. stories didn't get get uh, didn't get completed so you know um it, the the anime unfortunately doesn't get anywhere near uh that ending point or any of the the really cool stuff that the manga explores mm-hmm. later uh, but the manga is always available read it Seriously, Air Gear is phenomenal. Now you said this is, you love this. 
<clears throat> manga. Right? Yeah, I love it. I think first time you talked about it. Though. Absolutely, phenomenal. never said a, a word to everything. <laughs> just fucking. That's because you're you can't read. Or I can read the shit. You more. No, I will uh, fucking have Audible read it to me. There you go. I mean, I'll just fucking yeah. Like, you could do you could do all kinds of wild shit with iPhones now. I, you know what? Did you know that Jordan, boomer? I'll I'll just I'll erase all the text from it so you can just read it like a picture book. I'm buddy. cool with that. I'll you're fucking just, yeah. I'll you can color come it up too. With your own voices. Yeah, yeah. You can just decide. I'm actually really good at voice acting. You can decide what the story is for you. You know, I'm a voice actor. I'm actually a favorite Steve Bloom. Yeah, I can do whatever I want to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I'll make the whole yeah, story you, up. You, you can be whatever <laughs> it'd be, you want. It'd be a lot guy. better, though. I, I just read it backwards. Like, he ends up as the fucking god, and then they go back into the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, it's, goes it's actually a story, <laughs> a story that, of, really? of an angel's fall from grace. Yeah, fall from grace. Yeah, he just, like, goes back to his thing. He's like, wheelchair <laughs> he became his wheelchair bound. He's like playing with his dog and shit. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Do you remember the character Buta? I love Buta. He's the the big dark skin dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the cool like tank roller. Yeah, roll. yeah. So this dude up. is like Buta is like this huge dude, which they call him Buta as like a nickname, which is Buta is like pig essentially in yeah, Japanese. Yeah, yeah. That's but what I was thinking about. He it. just owns that shit. Um, so he has these like giant like air gear that have like tank treads on them. Yeah. And he's one of the first people Iki actually meets. Very typical shonen trope where he's like a villain at first, and then he joins him for like the rest of the ride. Um. But this dude, like, fucking climbs walls like no one's yeah. business with the this fuck? shit. Like, he literally, like, he's the first person to teach Iki how to, oh, shit, how to, like, Oh, broke it. <laughs> <laughs> how to, like, ride a wall um, mm-hmm. and, like, use air gear to actually, like, climb into the sky a little bit and then, like, ride back down. It's super crazy. It's, right, so, I'm, here's one thing I'm having trouble What is, is this a sport? Uh, it's like rollerblading, basically. It's like rollerblading, but, it's like but hover. They, they do competitions. Okay. Um, so, there's, like, within air gear, there's, like, motors. They're, like, motorized roller skates. Okay. And so the competition is essentially like people will bet against each other, um, sometimes for different air gear, sometimes for money, all kinds of different shit. And so Pink they slips. essentially like, yeah. So essentially they'll just like race each other, but then the races have different aspects to them. So it's kind of like drag uh, racing or okay. different races and stuff like that. And That's what I was thinking. Like there's a whole thing where they're like flying through schools and like through hallways and shit and like crashing. Okay, so windows. they're racing. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was like uh, Elite Battle Angel, your shit shit. Yes. You're yeah. They're like, yeah, they're racing, throwing balls into this, like this scoreboard. Yeah, and so shit. not quite. Eventually, it does become more of like a battle <laughs> manga, essentially, where they're like actually yeah. trying to like kill each other. Okay. Um, but at the beginning, it's really much just about like racing each other and trying to get to a finish line through obstacles. Like whoever gets there first. Okay. All right. I'm cool with that. Seems alright. I might have to yeah. check it out, even though the anime is ass. Yeah, and that's just yeah <laughs> an unfortunate reality for all of the the stories that we're we're talking about today. They just kind of fell in that era where manga got popular and then they immediately picked it up for an anime and you know now they now i think it's so much smarter how they do anime because they do it seasonally so they give yes. the manga plenty of time to get ahead plenty plenty of material to, to take from so back in those days they did it one of two ways they either did it the fma way or they did it the typical way mm-hmm. fma way is you you fill in whatever's missing with your own ideas and ruin and butcher the story completely versus <laughs> uh something like air gear Rave Master, Claymore, all of them fall into the same category of uh, manga really hit it off. Anime adaptation got made. Wasn't seasonal, though. It was a weekly, so it caught up super quickly. And then, you know, by the time they were waiting for that kind of more of the manga to publish, the anime fell out of grace, never gets picked up again, never see a, a finishing a finisher for it. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it really sucks. Because I've read the first, like, few chapters of Claymore. Yeah? And yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty rad. It's like Berserk Light. It, it is a little bit, yeah. Uh, I'll and, be honest with you. I didn't care for how everyone kind of looked the same. That's, and that's one of the biggest criticisms of Claymore, and it's something that I agree with wholeheartedly. So Claymore, like, 
We're, we're jumping right into Claymore, guys. So yeah, that's what Claymore. I was doing. You yeah. see how I did that? Yeah, yeah. that was dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had it, but yeah. you had to fucking call it out. You yeah. just went with it, dude. See, yeah. what I got to fucking deal yeah. with, dude. Yeah, I can't yeah. read, but fucking yeah, you know. I mean, I didn't. I you can't read anything. And you can't, I can't fucking, read socials. Yeah, you can't read socials. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're both illiterate in our own special way. Yeah, sure. Uh, but so Claymore, Claymore is uh, the story of Claire. She is basically, uh, as the name suggests, she wields a giant ass claymore, mind you, but she's part of this organization of uh, female knights who go and slay monsters called uh, Yum- called Yomas. Yomas. So the Yomas are like, you don't learn anything about them until way, like, very in game of the story, but, you know, traditionally, kind of just like yokai, like, just gross monsters. Um, that eat people, particularly fond of their innards, um, don't really care about the rest of the flesh. They really no. just want to tear you open and eat your insides. Uh, so the claymores get hired by to buy towns and villages to come and slay these yoma. And what makes these claymores so special is that they themselves are embedded with yoma flesh. So they have access to super strength, um, which lets them wield their giant-ass claymores that, they, that they're known for. Uh, and they go and slay yoma. So Claire is an interesting character. Uh, as a shonen, as a shonen protagonist, she's interesting. She is absolutely the weakest of the weak in her generation of Claymore. So, 150th generation of Claymore is where we're where the the story is set in. Um, and Claire is the weakest of the weak. Uh, and you find out later why she's so weak is because a different Claymore from a previous generation uh, named Teresa actually rescued her, and she got very attached to her. And Teresa got attached to her as well. Claymore aren't supposed to have emotions. They're supposed to be just these kind of killing machines. And so for Teresa to reawaken this emotion meant something. And so she runs away with Claire. Other uh, Claymore come to hunt her down. Um, and that's where that really sets up, that interaction sets up the whole story because the Claymore that comes after uh, Teresa is a girl named Priscilla. And Priscilla's like, Teresa's the number one Claymore of her generation. Priscilla's the second one. And over the course of the fight, Priscilla ends up decapitating uh, Teresa and killing her. Yeah. But in the process, she awakens. So mm. you haven't gotten to this point in the manga. Yet, I haven't. So not, no, 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 no. I've only so, got a few. Yeah, I've only got a few. That's, where I stopped at was that, uh, like, basically, it was like two or three chapters in. Yeah. And like she, they were all like dogging her, like, yeah. oh, look at this fucking creature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's, and that's that's the thing. Like every, yeah. all the villagers hate <coughs> hate the claymore, even though they're. Why necessary. do we have to do this shit? I'm like, yeah. And even the thing though, is, the monsters are really fucked up. That's what I like yeah. about them. The monsters are like he's like, oh, I want the fucking you know tear you into like this little kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, I ate your brother, I ate your family. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit. Yeah, like, goddamn. It's pretty. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's, and it's brutal in a way that's not just like gratuitous violence. It like you you like this is just what this world is. Like this is how this world yeah. is. And so. Um, Priscilla marks the first of the, the first of these that you see, but they are called awakened beings. So, when uh, the Yoma energy in one of these claymores goes rampant, they if they don't keep themselves in check, they become awakened, and so they turn into these giant grotesque monsters. And each awakening is is its own thing. Like every female character in the show awakens into a different. Like everyone has a different awakening. Priscilla's is really like is pretty grotesque, like a spider. And terrifying. Yeah, she's like yeah. she's got. I'm smacking them. Everyone here is breaking she's the mics got, uh, too. I don't know fucking. I don't understand. I swear to God. <laughs> just fucking nail it. She's got she's got spikes all over her head and body. She's really gross. Like, and you find out like, and it's interesting because it's you know it really stands out in the shonen landscape because it has a nearly all female cast, and so yeah. you know I mean really there's only two major male characters that ever play a role in Claymore, and it's Rafi, mm-hmm. who's just the sidekick, 
Like he really doesn't. That was the kid, right? Yeah. Okay. So he doesn't ever really do any like he becomes stronger as the story goes on, but he's nothing compared to the Claymore. Um, and then the other one is a different awakened being uh, from one of the first generations of Claymore because they were originally using men and they basically realized that men can't control themselves enough to, to keep the because there's like this underlying like religious undertone like there's a whole lot of religious imagery present in Claymore and so there's like this kind of undertone of purity amongst women like basically the men are getting the cummies um, and that's why they awaken. Um, you know, they're just they're just getting. You're not gonna just fucking breeze past that. You just yeah. said cummies. Yeah, that's what they get. They what get the, the fuck? Have you never heard of the cummies, <laughs> Jordan? A... No, I've heard of it, motherfucker. It's like... a way to say it. Yeah, that's what um... happened. Like they. Oh, I say real quick. Let him talk real quick. Getting getting hard on yoma energy. And I'm gonna turn throw this fucking candy at you. Being, you know, like, he has something very important to add. Go ahead. I I just I just wanted. That's certainly a way to call it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. I'm honestly surprised neither one of you have, are are using this. This is the language of the future. I know. I know the language of the future. I say this all the time. I'm just saying because the, the the guy with the donut 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 fruit. Your producer knows about daddy's cummies. Yeah, I, I bet you do. I fucking <laughs> bet you. <laughs> the first ladies time, ladies and gentlemen, bro, ladies and gentlemen, our producer yeah. Hugh <laughs> Hugh Blasco. I don't know their last name. You're just Huberto at this point. Finally cuts oh, in and says he knows about the cums, bro. Came I, all I had to do was say cummies for you to finally chip in on it. it. Fuck I me up, that. you know. Look, man, that's just what it is. Yeah, they get all they get to feeling tingly inside and then they fucking awaken. Women are better at keeping the, their shit under control. That's dope. Or it's a weird thing about women not getting the cummies, which we all know is not true. That's but yeah. maybe that author just just thinks that women don't get don't get the cummies, and that's why he made an yeah. all female cast. I mean, or she. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know if the author of I, – I should know this, but I don't know if the author of Claymore is male or female. My guess, based on the story and its designs, is male. I would have though, to guess male. Even though they're not sexualized at all – the women aren't really sexualized at all, I'd still say – Yeah, no heavies. writing perspective. Yeah, no heavies that it's, at all. Yeah, like, that no, it's, no, a, no. it's a male a male making this story. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> but so throughout Claymore, you get, you get this really good sense. Like Claire uh, – Claire's a weak, like she sucks, like she's just weak, like she oh, okay. she's garbage. Um, but she inherits all these different abilities from different people. So she gets Teresa's flesh that turns her into Claymore in the first place. Later on, she gets um, a sick sword technique called like the fast slash from uh, from one of the previous generation Claymore that had escaped. Like she's constantly building, and then eventually Claire starts to awaken herself, and she starts becoming. And she's man, Claire's awakening, I I it is incredible, like. She gets these gross, like giant horse legs, like where the you know, like you know how like on a human leg, the knee, like your leg goes like this, and then your knee and it bends yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, it's, it's backwards, bent backwards, yeah, like a horse leg goes like this. Yeah, I got you. So she's got these giant horse legs, and she's got this sick ass like giant spiked crossbow thing on her arm, like, and then she have, hmm. she manages to revert back. She manages to like to not become a fully awakened being, um, which is awesome. Like it's just a really intense story. Um, and you find out at, towards the end of the manga that uh, the organization has been making these claymores to fight these like big beings. That's why when I was talking to you today, I, I compared it to Attack on Titan so much mm -hmm. because it, I think Claymore really popularized the idea of, hey, let's set these people in this like dystopian hellscape where everything's fucked, everything sucks, like nothing makes any goddamn sense. There's all these monsters everywhere, and let's let them deal with this and all these existential threats. And then let's open the world up and really show them what they're dealing with. And that's what happens with Claymore. You know, Claymore is kind of this self, this really like 
small small closed world and then you find out that the reason why the organization is making these claymores is to fight these giant fucking dragon monsters that are living like that are outside of this and this is all just one big experiment like oh shit so they're all just like they're basically <clears throat> just experimenting on these women to make them into the the super soldiers they need to take on these monstrosities and the awakening and everything else that comes with it is just like shit they didn't expect and so Priscilla run, runs fucking rampant, like, and in the end, the the hypest part, I think, is that Claire doesn't even beat Priscilla at the end. Claire's still a weak bitch. Teresa, Teresa's flesh awakens in her, yeah. and Teresa comes out and fucks Priscilla's, Priscilla up for the final fight of the series. Jesus and it's Christ. fucking awesome. It okay. is awesome. Like, so, Claymore, like, really, like, nothing will ever fill the hole in my heart that that was left when uh, when Berserk was confirmed to never never finish, but Claymore. Well, that's still in the air. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we. I'm not gonna fucking read it. I'm not creator. reading it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh boy, he's not done with this. But uh, but Claymore really fills that kind of niche of the really good, detailed, uh, you know, fantastic story set in those kind of medieval times with these you know people duking it out with giant ass swords. Yeah, and uh, and you still get that kind of deeper, deeper meaning and emotion behind it um, that that Berserk has, and I I just think that I think Claymore is weaker, and I think obviously one of the arguments is that all of the women really look the same. Um, I think that's by design. Well, it wasn't even just the women. Yeah, for me, it was people, just the like, people. They're people, their chins and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. Like, like I know a lot of people um, identify how hard it is to recognize the different Claymore amongst each other because they're all kind of. They have this bright blonde hair. They all bright have the same hair, similar facial the structure. face. Uh, and they all have they all have goddamn fucking biblical Victorian <laughs> ass names yeah. like yeah. Claire and fucking uh, Teresa and Teresa. Uh, I, I can't remember what. There's a, a woman whose name starts with a G. And I cannot remember her name, but she's got Gianna. Like, no, she's got a really goofy like <laughs> biblical Renaissance era. Mm. Like, not, not, those are two different Genevieve? time periods, but Genevieve. So it might be something like that. It might be Genevieve or Guinevere. It's something, or something like that. that. Something mm. along those lines. We're gonna keep fucking just guessing until we see. But uh, <laughs> she's she's fucking cool. Like the whole story is just like it. It makes really like I think that pacing is an issue sometimes in it too. But if you can get through the slower parts, the the action parts are fucking amazing. And the story mm. feels real. It feels like there's no bullshit shown in power ups that happen. There's no like. There's no. Friendship is, you know, friendship is everything. Friendship like people punch. fucking, people <laughs> like, people power. are getting fucking slaughtered left and right. Like, and it is a hellscape, and it makes you really feel. And it doesn't have a fucking garbage ending like Attack on Titan. Like, that's really, that's what, that's what, that's what really sells Claymore for me. I think because even given its issues, its issues are prevalent throughout the work, but at least it has a solid story with a phenomenal finisher to it that really i think leaves will leave you satisfied at the end like you you finish that and you're like man that was that was intense that was a good read and it's not super long it's only like 160 chapters long i think it's not super long yeah um but it's just great like it's just it's just an absolutely stellar story i love claymore i mean ty i know you've read claymore too what do you what are your thoughts on the series I really enjoyed Claymore. Yeah, I, I understand, like, the criticisms of, like, the different designs and stuff. But also, I mean, let's be real. When Claymore was created in the Golden Age, like, people did their own shit. Like, you drew it. You wrote the story. Like, you did all of it yourself. And some people yeah. had a knack for drawing and some people didn't. Um, like, not everyone had the luck of, um, 
what's his name one who does one punch man yeah. like let's be honest Bro, yeah, one punch man can write a story like one's got it but he can't draw for shit yeah like if you ever look at the original one punch i've man, seen some of the original yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty wild it's garbage yeah but nowadays you can actually be like hey i have a decent story you're a good artist like let's partner on it like you can do stuff like that yeah, but you couldn't like, always uh, dr stone too dr stone's another great example because boichi yeah. does the art for that um don't go googling Bo- boichi while you're at work uh, many much of his work is not safe for work is he the so same you know. one who did Hentai. um yes. is he the one, same one who did food wars because food, War, food wars is similar like the story is by someone but the, so. the artist know. is like a hentai artist boichi's art style is really distinct he's got that like really defined human like almost like sculptures like they have oh yeah yeah like if you look at like the way dr stone looks is like almost how like all of boichi's work looks like he has a very he has a very distinct style and i don't think he did food wars it would make sense if he did food wars but yeah i just remembered like when it first came out it was like one of the first like they were talking about the fact that the artists used to do hentai, but yeah. like, they're now like working on like eh, normal. That uh, makes sense. <laughs> Food Wars is chock full of, of hentai tropes. Very, oh, yeah. 100%, hentai dude. Yeah. The first episode, he yeah. like, shoves a fucking tentacle with peanut butter on it in somebody's yeah. mouth. He's just like, I feel like I'm being molested. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Food Wars is something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I get the criticisms of Claymore, but I, I'm right there with you on the story. Like, I think it's so good. I think the protagonist being weak the entire time and then at the same time like not even being the person who finishes the final fight is such an interesting concept like it's so it's so nice to actually have a protagonist like they're weak they struggle they try hard and while yes in the end they win it's not by their own power necessarily it's by someone else who helps them because of who they are that's gonna be my hero it's Teresa that's gonna be how my hero ends I honestly I mean I can I don't think so. I think Horikoshi is going to make the mistake of just beefing deck because look, like, look, in my hero, like we we we've gotten that point where he like number the number two wielder of one for all has already or yeah, yeah number one, one. no number two yeah number two he's got yeah, something the number in two the pot. Wielder, yeah, yeah he's got he talked about his quirk being Two's like got a something. last resort so he's a obviously fucking got nuclear some kind bomb of you just busted like, <laughs> ass like degenerate <laughs> yeah, quirk like. And like, okay, you can only use this as a last resort because it's really fucking stupid and it doesn't make any goddamn sense with the plot, okay? So yeah. save it for the very end. Save like, it for the very end. It's another Jujutsu Kaisen power, like Stars and Stripes. Oh my so fucking god, god, dude. Jesus what if he Christ. what if he just fucking just like Deku's just like domain expansion? <laughs> just <laughs> domain expansion. <laughs> yeah. Alright, he's like, alright, number two, I'm gonna do it. One. I'm gonna do it now. Oh, one, <laughs> one for all. Just straight up. Yeah. <laughs> He gets the evil eye from fucking Dine to Dan. Just fucking just open up an expansion. He opens up an expansion and fucking just like this. You know what? I wouldn't even fucking be mad. I wouldn't even be like, shit, all right, this is where where we're going. Yeah. He just starts throwing shit into the fucking. He's like, boom, boom. He's like, here you go, dude. Here's all these fucking powerful attacks. You know, I mean, and that's something, you know, I think that that's something too to talk about as far as Golden Age anime goes. Like, it really paved the way for some truly spectacular stuff. Like, like, Take Jujutsu Kaisen. Like Jujutsu Kaisen is like taking the the ever traditional battle shonen like concept and pushing it to its fucking limits in the best ways possible. Yeah. I love what Jujutsu Kaisen is doing for shonen. I mean, just in general. Like, I mean, when you look at Golden Age, like Golden Age is full of shit, and then it's got these nice yeah. golden eggs yep. that were in it that really helped pave the way for future generations. You know I mean, uh. We talked about Berserk. Yeah, that will always oh fuck me God. up. Yeah, Berserk. Because like I, I didn't, because I didn't see the first few episodes where yeah. he go, where he's like, he goes through and just starts killing demons. I seen Golden Age arc. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, this is cool, because I, I was into, like, fancy shit. Yeah. I was just a dude fucking carrying around a fucking big sword and smacking shit. Yeah, hell yeah. I wasn't expecting Griffith. Berserk? I wasn't expecting Griffith at the end. Berserk, I didn't expect him to meet like, fucking God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Berserk's <laughs> one of those ones that, like, it, on a surface level, it itches that primal desire we all have to see someone fucking beat shit up with a giant sword. Yeah. But yep. then you dig just Deeper. below that surface, and yeah. then it just, like, explodes out, and it's just this whole fucking story of revenge. And every like it's so good. Yeah. Like Berserk is just changed the landscape of fantasy fiction forever. Like that's why I don't like watching shit like and this is gonna be controversial, but like like the Lord of the Rings. Because of shit like that. Because like he it was raw. You know what I'm saying? Like what yeah. that whole story was like raw as fuck. I mean it's it's Dark Souls. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's 100. percent It's Dark oh, Souls. It's the world of Dark Souls with a fucking story that's not written Souls. by George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I was like, finish so the stories, asshole. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> stop making games and finish your books. Yeah, finish your books. Not gonna happen. Me, oh yeah, he's he'll gonna, be, he'll be, he, with, no, he'll, no, he, no. Won't, he won't be with us in then a few more years. He so. needs to, he needs to be like Tagashi and wife up and make her finish out his <laughs> yeah, legacy. Yeah, get her. Give her everything because yeah. that's what Tagashi. That's where Tagashi's heading. Tagashi's heading to where he's gonna make his wife carry out his fucking legacy for him. Because Shout out to Sailor Moon. Die. Shout outs to fucking Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's Fuck that's yeah. who. That's who. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's beautiful. That's like that's like premiere. Because I, I would even argue that that Yu Yu Hakusho is like Silver Age. Like I think that that like that nineties anime. Yeah, like, I like nineties anime. Oh, it's yeah. great. Like yeah. Yu Yu Hakusho. I phenomenal. love Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, Except for that one thing yeah. we talked about. Yeah, I don't yeah. yeah. No, that I being you. the ending, the oh, final yeah. arc of Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Yu Meshi. hilarious, dude. I wish I had his hair. Yu Hakusho, like. Absolutely paved the way. Like, you know, we're talking Silver Age, we're talking New Yu Show, we're talking um, Sailor Moon, we're talking Dragon Ball, like yeah. all of these. And you and you see stuff like like One Piece, like One Piece built upon Toriyama's leg, Toriyama's legacy, like Oda built upon that. And now we have so many other artists that are building upon yeah. Oda's legacy. You're, they're building upon uh, Tagashi's legacy, like all of these phenomenal works that have come out and are now we're now getting this incredibly high Sorry. level. Yeah storytelling are everything that goes into this medium and people are pushing it to its limits. Uh, Speaking of legacies, did you know that Oda worked with the guy who made a uh, Murder Kitchen? Yeah, he was one of his he was one of his assistants. What do you think he do you think he's the only thing? Because you know, oh boy's in prison now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you <laughs> you're, you're think that Oda was like, hey man, cool this shit boun- bouncing. So you I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he think, must have been fucking weird. I think Oda gets a lot of uh, a lot of shit for the way he portrays female characters in One Piece. And I think it's a valid criticism. I think the the like the not only the fact that every woman has the same body structure. Oh, it's distracting. Movies, um, but I'm just know, saying. Yeah, and like I mean, it's distracting. Like, fuck. I'm like, what story? Where the, are we at? Dress like, Rosa. Yeah, like, what is that? Like big titties everywhere. And yeah. Then, you know they have these these thin, slender bodies. Um, and they all literally have the exact same body type, which well, is except for Big Mom, like, except, except for, for the Mom, most yeah. powerful woman <laughs> yeah. in the whole fucking yeah. universe so far, so, Big Mom. Yeah, so, Big Mom. and that's where, like, I think that's a really valid criticism to have, but I don't think that it's valid to say that that means Oda doesn't doesn't write good female characters because I think. Oh no, I cried. I, I cried when fucking uh, Nico I, Robin was yeah, fucking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I think live. like the character arcs that Oda has put in place with Nami, Robin, Big Mom, like all of these major female characters terrific his yeah. art obviously fan service which yeah is, it, it's i think that ultimately it's <clears throat> he, a part he confirmed of the territory it. he confirmed it yeah, yeah. And i think He's it's like, ultimately part of the scared. territory with 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 Japanese, Japanese media in particular because they're very into fan service but you know it's just something that you take with it you're just like, okay you know it's just i also part of it. i mean also on that i think 
like Oda sort of suffers from the fact that um like when One Piece first started, like that was how you sold. Yeah. Like yeah. Th- you didn't like necessarily get by on your story while your story kept people, like the fan service got them in the door. Yeah, absolutely. And so once he started with that, like how much worse would it have been if suddenly all of his characters changed I've got some I got some pushback on that cuz the very first time you meet Nami, she just had a tank top on. You know what I'm saying? She just had the tank top just and that was it. She didn't have she didn't have you know, she didn't, they weren't big. I swear to God, we can look at it got, right now. They got They're big, not, they they got got bigger got, after time skip. They definitely after, got bigger after the time skip. After the time skip, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the time skip, they absolutely got I'm bigger. I'm saying, like, when like, she was on, like, well, what the fuck is We're it? Like, Erlong like, Park. Park. Yeah. When she and first gets into Erlong is when she first gets into a bikini. That is true. But it wasn't like they weren't that distracted. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? No, like, now they're like. They cranked it up after the time skip. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oda gave both Robin and Nami. Like yeah, they, yeah, they, they took bu- all they took, they took all of fucking yeah. Robin's character development, put him in a chest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. <laughs> they put it I mean, right in her exactly chest, dude. Like that's just, I mean, that's unfor- the unfortunate reality here. Um, but you know, honestly speaking of fan service, this is actually like a great segue into our last work, which is Rave Master, <laughs> uh, yep. who is by it's by uh, the same guy who made Fairy Tale, Fairy which Tale. Uh, is nothing but but fan service. yeah, yeah, like nothing but fan service. All that it, everything that Fairy Tale is is just fan service. Like it's just a it's. It's. I don't know if you like. Have you read Fairy Tale? Like, have you seen? I've seen. I've seen a couple of, of like. I, I, like, I didn't watch it consistently. So, you know what I'm saying? I didn't start from like. I just like. It was on something. I was like, okay, I'll watch fairy it. Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale. Fairy Tale's crimes are many, but like the the biggest <laughs> ones. Like, he basically kind of took. He he. He laid out. He he made his he made his dough right. And he laid it out. And he cookie cutter just over and over again. Yep. The same fucking art over and over again. Really. Cookie cutter like. And characters only, just characters are just everybody. no just the story structure it's the story always structure. like uh, it's always yeah. like six bad guys uh, that they're all fighting like, that yeah. six members are fighting and it's all like he's obsessed with this number six and like it's just the same story arc repeated not only that but rave master his original work no you're took, solid he took a bunch of character designs from rave master and just literally copy pasted them into fairy into tale, fairy tale. Like, wow. the exact like that, down yeah. to down to the fact that one guy has a a very distinct face tattoo literally not only the same character in fairy tale has that exact same face he appears like three different times in three different <laughs> versions of himself like that's what how obsessed fuck? with this lots guy of, yeah, is with this character fuckery. design like it's bizarre yeah rave master however is fucking phenomenal and it's way better than fairy tale it is i think i think rave master is very underrated i think it's a great story um, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. But uh, this is the one I know you were the most excited to talk about, so I really want to yes. give. Yeah, you let's let, yeah get on. Yeah, you know what? Get on it. Let him let yeah, him yeah, go yeah. for it. Go no, for it. No, I absolutely adore Rave Master. Um, Fairy Tale is more of a guilty pleasure. Also, yeah. the anime of it is a lot worse on fan service than the manga ever yes. was. I don't know why they cranked it up so hard. Damn. Um, but so Rave Master, like he talked about, is sort of like a precursor to what Fairy Tale became. Um, but a phenomenal story. So it starts off with a character named Haru who looks a lot like a white-haired Natsu, yes. for being honest. Natsu? Um, yeah. From the, Fairy Tale. The pink hair oh, from gotcha. Fairy Tale, yeah. Um, so he's like just like this backwoods country kid um, in the middle of nowhere, and there's this old man named Shiba who like lives in the town. Everyone kind of considers him sort of like the crazy old fool who's drunk all the time, um, even though I don't think he ever actually drank anything. But he essentially goes fishing one day, and he pulls what looks like a some sort of bug out of the water okay. and it turns out to be plue which is this like white dogish shaped creature that has a drill on its nose oh, you can. um 
And he literally doesn't know what this creature is until later someone calls it a dog. And he's like, is that what the fuck he is? Yeah. Like, um, Which this character also shows up again in Fairy Tale. Oh, so this is Chainsaw Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so Clue is essentially what's called like the bearer of Rave. And Rave is like this whole power thing that exists in the universe to combat like darkness. So like if darkness exists, light exists. If light exists, darkness exists. It's a huge theme through this entire series. Um, but Blue's like the the bearer of Rave, and he ends up choosing Haro as the next Rave Master. And so he finds out that the old man Shiva is the old Rave Master, and so he like gives him some advice and everything, and sends him on his way. And soon after, he's in like literally a casino town, and he meets Ellie. Okay. Ellie is very much the Lucy from Fairy Tale. Literally <laughs> the exact same design. Same Jesus. same design. Um, <clears throat> less defined because he was a worse artist yeah, when Rave Master absolutely. happened. Um, but like same thing. Okay. Um, and it's just about them like going on their adventure together and like finding bits of rave um, to fight darkness and there's like consistent fights happening and all this other stuff and it's just a really good shonen like it has a lot of tropes that a lot of shonen do like there's a lot of villains that show off as villains but then they become Haru's friends and like follow him through a bunch of shit and everything like that um, but it gets a real, like a lot of like time skippy bullshit and stuff like that sometimes but I think what really set Rave Master apart from me was in volume one when Haru first meets Shiba, he recognizes his name. Hmm. And he, he just goes, that's a name I've heard before. And it's never addressed again until fucking volume 23 when Haru and Ellie end up going back in time due to Rave and he meets a young Shiba. Holy shit. And so the entire time you realize and then you if you look back through the volumes there are moments where shiba is like recognizing who he is and like mm -hmm. what he's doing and the whole time he knew who haro and ellie were like he just knew they were like these people who okay. we had met back in time and it was like the first time i'd ever yeah. encountered like a manga that had done that um i literally like i own all the volumes of of remaster and so essentially when i read that because i was reading them as they came out i literally went back to volume one i was like are you fucking kidding me like what the hell um, but yeah, it has a lot of good character development. It has a lot of good characters like Leon, which is like this dragon guy, um, who's a martial artist. He essentially like, I fuck with that. Yeah. He, he's really cool. He like does shit. I mean, he does revert back to being like a human dragon kind of thing, like a dragon newt in a lot of fantasy mm -hmm. sort of stuff. Um, but the character he was talking about, uh, Sieg, which is the face tattoo. Um, yes. so in fairy tale, he appears as like, he is himself, then there's an alternate reality of himself, and then there's a future of himself. In Rave Master, at least, he starts off as, like, one of the main villains, and it's not even necessarily that he's a villain for the sake of evil. He's a villain because he understands that what he thinks Ellie is is a danger to all of society and could easily implode upon everything. All right. So he goes after her to, like, sadly... So a much deeper story than uh, Fairy Tale. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Much more, <laughs> no, much, much more, more in-depth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so he, like, goes after her to kill her because he believes it's the easiest way to, like, save society because he turns out to be, for, like... He's a part of a villain society, but only undercover from a secret society of sorcerers to stop her from what they think she is because she's going to implode and destroy the world. Um, at least they think. And so he, like, goes to kill her, but then ends up, like, not being able to because of who her and Haru are. And, like, there's this whole time thing. He also goes back in time and literally, like, has one of the most badass things where he literally goes back in time 
I forget exactly how it works, but he goes back in time simply to save them, and he just like sits in one place for decades until he dies because he can't go anywhere or he'll ruin the time stream. Okay. And like absolutely fuck everything up for what it is because it's actually going down the right path. Jesus. So he just like they find him like when they pop back into the future, like he's just sitting there as a skeleton and he never moved at all. He just sat there for years and just starved to death and died. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rave Master I mean, is intense. So uh, doesn't sound like it's intense. Rave Master does not sound no, like it's intense. No, it's deep. And yeah. like the first like the first like volume and the art the way it looks like you wouldn't think it has the in-depth story that it has no and it really carries like and i think it might be just because his art was a little bit simpler back then but it carries that goofy shonen charm to it as yes. well like okay you know and i think fairy tale has the goofy shonen charm but i think that that it lacks it lacks the extra bit that so, rape master has that makes it a really standout work the Rape Master came before Fairy yes, Tail. Yes. So he was like just fucking redoing art. Yes, literally much, copy yeah. and pasted character designs from Rape Master to Fairy He Tale. actually started Fairy Tale, I think, just a little bit before he finished Rape Master. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And so, I mean, in Fairy Tale, I mean, Fairy Tale is it's, it's a guilty play. You know, mm -hmm. I, I read Fairy Tale week, week over week for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Rape Master just, you know, it carries like, we haven't even gotten to the. We, we we skipped over the best part, which is the the shonen shoneniest part of it is is hard as sword and what he's the, got a big ass sword. Yeah, he's okay. got a, he's got a big ass sword, and each one of the rave that he gets gives it a different ability and a di like changes the shape of his sword. Okay, which yeah. is fucking rad. Yeah, yeah. so okay. he gets like Kingdom Heart abilities yeah. on like changing his weapon all oh, the time. Shit. Yeah. It's pretty rad. <laughs> like, it's it works, right. cool. it works, it works well. really well. Um, yeah, and it, it's really interesting. I think also one of the things that like really hit home for um. Brave Master, and you might remember this. For me, anyway, it was one of the first manga that truly made me think they were going to kill the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's just a huge buildup to, like, Haru is beaten down, has lost a few fights, is about to fight literally the the big bad, mm -hmm. like, at least who you think is the big bad, like, way end game, about to fight him because he has to, and he literally tells one of his friends, he's like, hey, I don't think I'm going to live, so I want <laughs> you to know... Damn. He's like, I want you to know that if I die this is who the next rave master will be because he has a rave that tells him like destiny yeah. or something like that. So he's literally like, you can't tell anyone until the moment I am dead or okay. everything's wrong. But if I die, this is who you guys have to find. All right. And then he literally like disappears in like a fade of light after that fight. Yeah. It's pretty, and then that's when the volume ends. And I was like, what the fuck? It's really good. How long is it? Um, 30, I think is 32 so, volumes. Yeah, so, so it's roughly what? like 150, maybe or 150 so chapters. chapters, something okay. like that. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, a lot of these golden age animes, you know, especially earlier. Rave Masters from like, like Rave Masters play more things than that. They're all from like early 2000s. Yeah. So oh, a lot okay. of those weren't long running shonens. Uh, you know, you had the big three at that point. You had Naruto. You had Bleach. You had One Piece. All like circulation at that point. So a lot of these other ones were not following that formula yet they didn't have faith in it being a long one because a lot of them are, are fairly like you know one to two hundred chapters long i'm uh, cool with that and then you know, yeah it, i like oh, yeah. it i like yeah. having these kind of bite-sized you know fully encompassed stories that don't take literally forever to do keep themselves from becoming uh, bleach yeah exactly you know i think, we're I think even out of we're golden not we're age, not a bleach podcast <laughs> i think out of golden age i think really the only ones that i can think of that surpassed like you know even that limit was like Reborn, like Kageyo Hitman Reborn was like 400 or so chapters. Yeah. Um, 
history strongest disciple kenichi is also roughly that many chapters uh and then you and then we really started getting into like the game where people were really trying to write these stories that were designed to be long lasting. Yeah. I mean, I mean 400 chapters is long ass lasting. When you think about it like you know 52 weeks <clears> in a year it's once a week that's only that's at maximum 52 chapters it's more more closely to like 45 or so with with breaks and, and holidays and everything in there. So when you think about like 400 chapters is like that's like 10 years. Like that's like 10 years of publication. And then you see something like Hajime no Ippo. Yeah. <clears throat> Just like I don't know what that is. Fuck. Hajime no Ippo is a, a fucking hype ass boxing manga. One oh yeah. The, yeah, okay. I know one of the, best. He, the, the, the fucking dude looks like Lomac. Yeah, yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh I mean it's not over. It's and it's kind of bad. It's not right? over. It's, it's not over. It's very really upsetting because they it's really not very good right now either. No, it's, it's probably so yeah. good. Like early like up to that point, Hajime Nopo was stellar. Like okay. the best yeah. sports manga. It was very program. good. I've seen a couple of the I don't want to say episodes, but like some of the fights. It's fucking oh, great. The fights yeah. are amazing. Yeah, so good. It's rooted in real boxing. Like it's obviously shown in eyes. Like you, you clearly like they go, uh, they go over the top. But like it's rooted in real boxing, real boxing techniques, like things like that. Like it's it's rooted in realism just enough that it fucking works, and it's so good. I Super love good. love Ippo. It and you, know, it gets to a point where like they start fucking around with the main character, and he's like, oh, is he punch drunk? And like. This is like a it's like a thing that comes up every so often, like whether or not he's punch drunk because he's taking all these hits all the time. Um, cause he's an in fighter, so he's he's like in people's faces, like, yeah. And so he's yeah, getting smacked that's... around a lot. So like you know, punch is he punch drunk? You know, it's a, a thing that kind of gets thrown around a couple times, and then they actually do it. And it's like you just knock your main character out of the the ring, literally. Like what? Where do we even go from here? Yeah. yeah. And you know, you've got strong supporting characters. You've got like Takamura, who's like the guy that gets him into boxing, and he's he's fucking hyped because he's going for um, consecutive world titles yeah. across different uh, different across six different weight classes. So you know you get this, you get these incredible fights from Takamura, but he's not the main character. He doesn't carry the story like Ippo does. Like Ippo's fights are the ones you want to see. They're what you're waiting for. And so when Ippo is punch drunk, it's like okay, well eventually they. They're probably going to bring him back, but like I just can't stand behind that as a story decision. A okay. plot element. Yeah, uh, but but you have like over eighteen hundred chapters before yeah. you get there. So, yeah, you know you got a lot God. of good stuff to get. No, there. it's it's hot. It's got far more chapters than yeah. even One Piece. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, hot, why are people fucking talking about that one more? Is because of how bad it is on the, like now or I, so? Ippo. Oh, here, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I think the reason they talk about it, they don't talk about it as much as I like as as good as it is. It is like a sports manga so that, yeah. that appeals to a certain level of people while one piece like even if you don't particularly like a certain arc of one piece mm-hmm. like there's other arcs there's that are other like, arcs that you can it's dive peak into. fiction it is peak fiction yeah it is peak fiction it, it, i agree with that it, oda makes more money than jk Rollins. Um, yeah god i would hope so yeah <laughs> Like, I'm just saying because like what was the number one book that you know, everyone fucking was reading back in the oh, yeah, it was, this definitely Harry Potter. This wouldn't be a golden age episode if we didn't talk about some some golden age one piece. Of course it so, isn't. So <laughs> you know we're gonna we're gonna we're a one piece podcast. We're gonna dive into an arc that you're familiar with. Uh let's talk about the best arc. You you alluded to it earlier, the uh the grand incredible display that is Water Seven and Enos. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Is that so, Golden Age? That that's right. It looked like, good. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like Alabasta. It's like 2006 when that arc came out. Oh shit. Um, yeah. So that would be around Golden Age. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's like right rooted in like to really where One Piece like One Piece already took off. That's like, when I fell in love with One Piece. I yeah. liked One Piece. That's because fair. if One Piece came out today, we all know it should be gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That like, those dude. I'm telling those fucking few 
first few arcs. I mean, without Don Don Key, was, not, uh, not Don Key, Don Craig, Don Craig, Don, Don, Don Craig, yeah, that's Craig, what I think. He I was tight, but other I than think that, dude, Oda would have had to have introduced Mihawk far sooner, way in the sooner, story yeah. for it to carry uh, and stay afloat in this era than yeah. would have been possible. What it probably would have had to happen is like everyone met up when they were kids, yeah, and then like we have a boat now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and like, like he Usopp built the, the shit. Yeah. I thought about this. Usopp built the shit with his dad. His dad like went and been a fucking, you know, what's his what's his dad's name again? Yes, 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 so stupid. Snipe, sniper of the the red haired pirates. That's boy. right, dude. Yes, off. <laughs> yeah. what, like built the Mary, and then they go on. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like they meet everybody along the way, and then like they, because Arlon Park was what. Arlong Park is Arlong good. Is Arlong good. Is yeah, Arlong, Arlong is great. fucking good. Like, like that's where that could been the first. That could be the first where, arc. Like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? That, like, like that's one piece really pops off with Arlong Park. You've got you've got the the solid cast at this point. You've got you've got Zoro. You've got Sanji. You've got Usopp. You've got Nami. Like you've got a crew now. Yeah. Like and you finally get you not only do you get this incredibly impactful emotional moment with Nami where. Where she finally accepts Luffy's help, and yeah, she's there stabbing her fucking yeah, self in the arm, just puts and shit. the hat on, her and he's like, "I'm, we're taking care of this." And she flashes yeah. back to when he told her to never touch yeah. it because it's his most treasured being. Yeah, yeah, it item. Is yeah. fucking peak fiction right there, like that. Yeah. That I mean, that emotional connection, and then you get this the ever so satisfying payoff of not only seeing Luffy fucking struggle in his fight against Arlong because Arlong is beating the fucking tar out of him, yeah, but he doesn't give up and he fucking destroys the tower that Nami was locked in yeah. along with Arlong with yeah. it. Hits so, him with the first gum gum bazooka, doesn't he? No, it's he does stamp. He does the he uh, does the oh, stamp. Oh, that's right. He yeah, does, that's right. He brings his foot down like, like axe this kicks on him. him. Yeah. That's right. Just fucking axe kicks him through the whole fucking tower down to the ground level to beat yeah. Arlong. And Arlong himself is so much more important than you realize and so much more impactful to the story than you realize in that arc because yeah. he keeps coming back. Like, you know, he's tied so so intimately to Jinbei and the Sun Pirates. Yeah. And then Fishman Island, you get another Hachi, revisit. Yeah. Like yeah, you get Hachi. a you get a revisit of, of I fucking love Hachi. Hachi's so good. Hachi's fucking awesome. How about my eight swords title, bitch? You know what I'm saying? I fucking (laughs) love him, dude. Hachi's amazing. Like, and so you've got these like he create Oda. Like, I think what like because I don't think that Oda's this like foreshadowing god that everyone thinks that he is. Like, I don't think he foreshadows as much as people think he does in the. He just remembers some things. I think he plants seeds early on and then cultivates them until he wants to use them and then brings them back up. Yeah. I don't think that it's intentional foreshadowing. I think he just puts plot elements in there and he's like, I can use these later. And then when he gets to these later arcs, he's like, this is where I want to use this now. Oda this is, is where I want to pull this up and, and make this part of the story. Oda's a good dungeon master. Yeah, is absolutely. what he is. Bro, that'd be sick. Yeah, Oda's yeah. a great dungeon master is what he is. He throws a few plot hooks in there, and then, like, if it comes up again, great. But it could, like, sit for yeah. years just right here waiting. I mean, yeah. look at Von Clay, baby. You know, you look at <laughs> Von like, Clay is the shit. Von Clay is the shit. Von Clay is so Mr. good. My favorite Clay character, is I think. lit. He is fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at stuff that Oda's done, like, like, if you, I don't know if you guys remember this or not. I, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen the Orangetown arc, like with Buggy, like when Buggy first gets introduced. Oh yeah, yeah. But like Buggy mentions Silver's Rayleigh, and you get a yeah. silhouette of Silver's like Rayleigh, and it's obviously like a, the silhouette looks different than his final design, but like so so did uh. Yeah. To to, to big back on that. Yeah. They did the same thing for Big Mom and Kaido. Yep. Like oh, they look yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. gross. Like it's so stupid looking. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's- and so like and so you get these you get this this tiny little seed that he's planted with Silver's Rayleigh, like being the, the right hand man of the Pirate King, like obviously gonna be a character. 
and then he makes him a huge character and he makes him Louis's mentor and you get this you, such a massive payoff when you finally meet Rayleigh. Yeah. You see Rayleigh pop off, he fights a fucking admiral. He's going toe to toe with an admiral that just spanked not only the straw hats, but everyone else in the worst generation. And this motherfucker's going toe to toe with them. And then <laughs> all he picks, about all about the hockey. Then he yeah. fucking picks Luffy up and he's like, Alright, I'm a I'm two years. I'm gonna fucking train you in hockey for two years. Fucking pops off. Like it's so good. But we're talking about we're we're here to talk about Water Seventy in this lobby. So No, yeah, I got you. you know, yeah, when we talk yeah. about <laughs> when I talk about like peak one piece, I, I that's what I think of and you know, I think yeah, all of One Piece is incredible, but I think the everything that goes into Water Seven in this lobby, it's all these plot threads, all these things that old that Oda's been building up, yeah. all come together into this one beautiful massive arc. You've got Usopp, Usopp leaving the crew because the Mar- the Mary breaking down, Usopp leaving the crew, fighting Luffy as a result of it, losing, getting his ass spanked, but putting up a hell of a fucking fight. Like Usopp goes ham trying to protect the Mary. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, that made me angry. The that Mary, makes me so mad, dude. That made me hate him being, so much. <laughs> the Mary being its own character in itself, like this, oh my God. this, this ship that we've been traveling with for 500 chapters at the, or you know, close to 300, 300 or 400 chapters at this point, like, you know, we're invested in it. We're invested in the Mary as a character. Yeah. Right? The, the Mary is, it, it's alive. And then for it to, for it to get this beautiful send off where it gets to save the crew after the Buster calls and call, like, Luffy has has beaten Lucci. Everyone else is safe. Like they have Robin again, and the fucking the Mary comes to see them all. Yeah, and like basically let them know like it's okay that you're letting me go. I had fun on the ride. Like it's so good, tragic, yeah. beautiful. Obviously, Robin's declaration that she wants to live is one is one of if not the most iconic line in all of One Piece. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so fucking spectacular. Usopp is Soga King, fucking top tier man. Yeah. Like. Almost more than the I want to live. Island far yeah. away. <laughs> Almost more than Robin saying I want to live. I think that that the follow up to that with Luffy just telling Usopp to shoot down the shoot world down flag, the world yeah. flag, shoots it down, like declaring war on the world government. I have never been so fucking hyper at something before. God, Dude, yes. Yeah. So yeah, man, so was losing his mind. I was like, oh, did you shoot the black? Yeah, like so fucking pumped. Like Spandam was a is a character you just cannot wait to see eat shit. Like you were just oh, yeah, waiting for sucks, it the whole dude. fucking time. You're waiting for this dumb piece of Great shit. Great person to hate. Yeah. Dude. Like he is garbage. The worst. Like Lucci's my favorite villain still in One Piece. Like there's not been a villain that is drawn that I've been drawn to. Like I've been drawn to Lucci. Like Kaido's getting there for me. Like Kaido's he's he's up there for me. He's a damn good villain. But like Lucci Lucci is something. Lucci's else. really good. He has everything. He has the drip. He's got the power. <laughs> he's got yeah. the fucking tragic backstory. Like Lucci's everything you want out of a fucking villain. And he's a cold ass motherfucker. Like, he's a cold he's motherfucker. So he's a cold. he's a dog. Like for I, real, he beats he motherfuckers' give a asses. Fuck. Yeah, finger pistol and, and just that's that's what I like. She about yeah, just fucking poking motherfuckers. Yeah. All he was doing. She Yeah, fucking it's so good. The Roku I like Shiki him. Techniques are sick. Like I love them all. Yeah. I can't wait for him to get his ass beat in Wano. Yeah, I, I'm waiting. Oh, for he him gets to he gets up. fucked up in Wano. That's we don't know up. yet. We don't know oh. yet. I know he's there. CP Zero, oh, there. CP Zero's been getting their shit. Oh, I remember that because because uh, yeah, the fucking weird the, yeah the yeah. fucking weird mass motherfuckers. Yep. Yeah, they got clobbered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said they were gonna kidnap Robin again, and then uh, suddenly it changed to kill Luffy or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. they got and then old mass bro. It's one of my favorite fucking scenes because it's so funny in the most recent chapter, like one of the most recent chapters, because you get. 
like oh yeah dude dies. the motherfucker yeah and he just like he just stands there with his hat while Kaido fucking kills him and then yeah. you and then you get the shot of the other guy watching out the window and he's also just tipping yeah. his hat like just tipping his hat just like, like alright well glad it was you nice meeting you yeah, yeah. nice meeting you you know what I'm saying glad right. you got tasked with fucking killing Straw Hat Luffy and do I we know who the fuck is behind off. the mask no we have no we've never seen no. their faces bro if it's somebody we actually know it'd be fucking it'd be, it'd be hype I'd yeah, be cool like that, yeah. though, the I want draft way to come back. The one that got murked, um, that got murdered mm-hmm. by Kaido was like the CP0 agent that okay. we that we see that we seen the most of, but we never saw his what he looked right, like behind yeah. his mask. Okay, it's it's inconsequential at this point. Also, now, he, I have a question yeah. for you. Oh yeah. Uh, what was your like moment for Indy's Lobby Water Seven? Ooh. Because I have one I'm going to talk about. Okay, I think um I think one of the moments I think hit me really hard was when Zoro cuts the fucking train oh, yeah. in half. I think so. Yeah, th- yeah, so they're widening that fucking water train, and Luffy, without hesitation, as the rest of Frankie's crew are freaking out that they're about to run into a plane, just goes, Zoro, cut it. And he just fucking cuts it in half, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, dude. my Frankie's God. Ga- Frankie's gang's losing their mind because they're, they're like, oh, my the Frankie God. Family, Frankie family, Frankie family, dude. The Frankie family. I fucking love Frankie. Yeah, that so was fucking good. sick, dude. Yeah, I think that that like outside of the moments that you already talked about, like I think that really hit me, um, because it's one of the first times like Luffy continuously shows his belief in Sanji and Zoro's ability to just yeah. like do what they have to do to help him. But I think that's one of the biggest moments where he's just like he has full absolute faith in them. Yeah, yeah, because like out of, out of all the out of all the three, well, out of all the group, you know, he those two motherfuckers are the ones who've always had it. Oh back. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like they they fight. They're ready to fucking scrap. They don't run. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I think, get Nami in them because like they, she does like like wizardy shit, and she's fucking Nami's cool. She's cool, but she ain't about she ain't about no, it. She ain't she ain't a fighter. She ain't about though. it. I mean, Usopp's in between. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he he Usopp's he could be about it. Moments. He could be about it sometimes if like if he's real passionate. Yeah. But if like it's a big motherfucker, yeah. he's like, I'm hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. He's I, like, I'm out of Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah, it's like I my life is dope. worth. So, so and I think that that really highlights something about Enos Lobby Water Seven that I think a lot of people miss out on is not only Luffy's growth as a leader, like and as a captain of his pirate crew. Like this is where they're like we're coming off of them getting fucking them squaring up with Aokiji and getting fucking wrecked. Like yeah, the only reason why they they get past that is because Aokiji decides not to kill them. Like yep. they got fucking sharded on. Yeah, they got fucking and they got so, away with it. Leading into this, now they're lo- like they're losing the Mary. Like they've got. Robin that they have to rescue. All of this is unfolding around them. This, this yeah. like the crew is breaking apart. Like it's a really significant part of the story. But on top of that, not only does Luffy have supreme, uh, supreme faith in in Sanji and Zoro, you get to see these moments as to why he has that faith in them. You know, and, and I'm not talking like battle moments either. Like you know, they they have plenty of feats of strength. Sanji like Sanji telling Usopp. To, to do what he can do and everyone else will do what they can do and that's why he's an important member of the crew yes. when Usopp's b- battling with this like whole idea that if the Mary is th- is expendable then so is he like yes. if, the, if they're gonna right. if they get rid of the Mary yeah. because he can't keep going then they're gonna get eventually get rid of Usopp because he can't keep going and Sanji delivers this just perfect line to him like yes you do what you what no one else can do and will what we can't do and, and everyone else will do what you can't do and it solidifies Usopp's Resolve, like, and and the fact that he is yeah. a member of this crew, yeah. and that he is indispensable as a member of this crew. <clears throat> so that's Sanji's like huge moment. On top of like Sanji yeah. being just slick and fucking rad, the whole fucking the whole yeah, that whole arc, yeah. he's good. Uh, Speaking then, of slick, he did get bubbly. That yes. was fucking wild. <laughs> the yes, other, and on the other like side a... of it, you've got Zoro that really shows 
his maturity and his command, like his ability to command the crew with the end of Ina's lobby when Usopp is getting ready to get left behind. Luffy's ready to welcome him back to the crew. He doesn't fucking care. Zoro's like, I will leave this crew if you accept him back without him apologizing. That is yeah. true. And yeah, that, that was gangster. That it's it's so good because it puts yeah. not only does it show when Luffy takes him seriously, it shows how much Luffy admires and cares about Zoro as a member of his crew, but Zoro steps up and sticks up for Luffy. He's like, I will not follow a captain who lets himself be disrespected like that. Yeah. Like Usopp, Usopp fucking That's dude Usopp wasn't that whole wrong. thing, that whole thing where like Usopp was being a bitch the whole time since yeah, yeah, yeah up, up to that po- up like, to that point. But you have a lot of sympathy for Usopp too because yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's going through all of this. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But like he's like he gasses himself up. I'm yeah. the fuck I'm Captain Usopp. You know yeah. what I'm saying? All this shit like yeah. that. He yeah, fucks yeah, around yeah, he shit like that. that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Motherfucker, there has been fights, you know what I'm saying, where like Usopp is just like he's still being a bitch. But he has yeah. no problem fucking going after Luffy, who's who who he has yeah. seen time and time again where where like where Usopp was running from these people. Uh, Luffy was holding forward and beating ass. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, but you, so you ain't got a fucking, you, uh, you know, you could have, you know, fought against Crocodile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you ran or just some shit, and he just fucking. It's because he kno- it, he knows Luffy don't kill him. Yeah, that probably is what it was. Yeah, that yeah. much about the Mary. Uh, yeah, because I mean, let's be real. Like Usopp squared up with uh with Mister Five and uh Miss Merry Christmas. With Chopper and Alabasta. That's they, what I'm saying, dude. Why the fuck does dis- he take a but dude? He, but he only squares up with those two because they they shit on Luffy wanting to be yeah. a pirate king. That's yeah. what sparks That's him what into sparks action. Him. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you can. He's like, you can shit on me all you want. I don't fucking care. But yeah. you don't disrespect my captain's dream. But yeah. he goes and disrespects his captain. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Usopp, like, yeah, I mean, Usopp. That's like, no one shits on my friend like, like me. Like, yeah, 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 yeah like okay. a, And it's also, there's all this complexity in the Enos lobby arc with, like, in Water 7 with Usopp. Like I said, Usopp's grappling with this fear, like, and, and anxiety that he's worthless to the crew that he's not. He's not carrying his weight enough. He's not a big enough member of the crew. Like, he's not doing enough for the crew. He's not the shit, like, he's like, he doesn't have a role in the crew, is what he yeah. like, He's like a makeshift shipwright. He does a terrible job. That's why the Mary's fucking beyond repair, anyways, because he's not yeah. a fucking shipwright. He yeah. just does his best. He's not a doctor. He's not a chef. He's not. He doesn't have the combat power that Zoro. He has. doesn't have the navigation yeah, skills. Not he's not has. a navigator. No. Like he is, but and then, but like, and then that moment where he shoots down the flag that solidifies Usopp's position on the crew. He's the he's fucking the, sniper. He's the, of the sniper. Crew. Sniper of the like, crew. He's a sniper. That's why he started using that yeah. fucking weird ass, you know, yeah. point like, fucking. Soga King is fucking incredible. Like, yeah. I will never get tired of of One Piece gags where Luffy and Chopper fucking think that Soga King is is, is a completely different person. Completely Usopp's just going along with it with Soga being Soga King. Every literally everyone else instantly realizes that it's him and are like Zoro's happy to see him. Sanji's like they're all happy that he's there with them. And then Usopp and I mean uh, Luffy and Chopper just eating this shit up, yeah. loving like him talking about so so like Sniper Island is in your heart. Like yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for Sniper over there. Yeah, because I hope to God of, we get All of there. Usopp's lies come true in one way or another. So yeah. Sniper Island yeah, has eventually. to be He real. actually has a fucking devil fruit. Yeah. Like, he, he, <laughs> like he has, it's like yeah. a foresight devil yeah, fruit. Yeah, some, some shit. shit. He has, I mean, look at, you, you're not there yet in Dressrosa. Maybe you are. How far in Dressrosa are you? I'm not that far. He, okay. uh, fucking, yeah, just fucking, what's his name? Don Flamingo just fucking crip walked past fucking Melky. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, haven't, <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen. Yeah. Dude, All right, yeah. God Usopp yet. Yeah, God Usopp. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. 
Did, what was that moment you were talking about, though? Yeah. Oh, oh the moment, dude. Yeah, so the off. moment I really liked in, in, in Water 7 and all that was when Luffy was stuck in between the fucking buildings and Nami's like, where the fuck is he at? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, you're fucking up. Yeah. Get out of the fucking building, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. I got fucking, you know, I got when the wind blew and fucking yeah. some bullshit. He's like, yeah. stop talking bullshit. And he's like, Robin left me. And they got, they got Robin because of you. And he's like, oh, I'm fucking up. Like he's like, I oh, gotta shit. fuck this and just fucking pop out his ass out yeah. of the fucking thing. He's like, yeah. ah. he's like, I gotta go run and crack somebody's ass, bro. And that's what like, even from a battle perspective, like when when you look at like combat in this R two, like it does a lot of the the heavy lifting for the the symbolism because you have that that initial con that initial fight where Lucci beats all their asses, like bl fucking Bluno beats their asses, and then Luffy yeah. rolls up and he's like, round two of Bluno. But it was like. Listen, bitch. I got Rokushiki. I got this fucking dumbass devil fruit that lets me open up doors and shit. Like, yeah. What, what the fuck kind of devil fruit is that? First of all, like, Bluno yeah, it's a ridiculous. Is, that's devil just fruit. as fucking useless as the jacket yeah. jacket fruit. Yeah, Bluno's Bluno's fruit is fucking dumb, dumb as fuck. But he's like, he's talking all this. She's like, bro. He's like, didn't we just beat your ass? Like, literally last night, didn't we just beat your ass? And Louis's like. Oh, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm actually built different and fucking pops off into gear, gear yeah, second. Yeah, I'm actually really and just different. Yeah. Spanks Bluno in the blink of an eye. Like, Bluno gets fucking wrecked. Yeah. Riggedy, riggedy wrecked. Yeah. And fucking. And then you lead into the fight against Rob Lucci, which is so intense because you've got the fucking buster call happening around yeah. it because Spain is so much of a jackass that he pressed the fucking buster call button by accident. Yeah. Like, so good. What'd y'all yeah. think about the fucking draft though? I fucking love oh, that was God, hilarious, the draft. hilarious. It's dude, so good. he's like, it's like he ate the devil fruit. And he's like, he's like, hey, what's her fucking name? The the secretary's like, Khalifa. Oh, she, yeah, Khalifa. Yeah. Khalifa, that's her name. Yeah, Khalifa. she's like, he's like, you got a pretty cool devil fruit. What'd you what'd you get? Fucking, he's like, I don't talk about it. And fucking like he eventually yeah. does it, and he's just giant fucking giraffe. And he's like, let me unlock the true power of the wild yeah. giraffe. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just fired a laser out. Why the fuck is yeah. he like? First of all, I love that Kaku's goofy square nose translates into the giraffe fruit yeah. so well. But he's like, like, I can't. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't control the size of me or some shit like that. Just, how the fuck did he turn into a transformer? Yeah, and just <laughs> fold up like he folds his body up like. His oh, that neck, is true. Like, his neck like twists and turns. Yeah, and like the he does the the nose pistol and just fires his fucking face out at Zoro over and over again. Yeah. wasn't there another one that was like uh the fucking um the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs have goofy shit too. Yeah, yeah, in Wano, like, yeah. In Wano, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have like one of them fires his whole fucking neck yeah. at somebody. And yeah. I'm like, what? King, King's a pterodactyl and he has like, so he's got the like classic pterodactyl bill and then he's yeah. got the like the horn on the back of his head. He grabs the horn and stretches his face like this and then just lets it go and fires it at people. And like, he's like, he's like, this is how pterodons fought, like hunted in ancient times. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you've got. <laughs> Queen, who's modified his Brachiosaurus form, he's got fucking missile launchers on him and shit, but randomly, somehow, Brachiosaurus just naturally have the ability to, to detach their neck and uh, tail, tail like into one spear and leave their body just hanging out. Like, is that what he says? Yeah, so this yeah, is yeah, how they yeah, fought yeah. back then. That's how yeah, dinosaurs that's like, that, work. That's how it, dinosaurs it, work. Yeah. The, the Triceratops spins his fucking, like, his whole little, like, yeah, yeah it becomes around, like, like a helicopter. helicopter. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. That's it's, like, like fucking buffaloes yeah, in that beard. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So I, I did want to circle back to something you guys mentioned, talking about, like, Zoro and Sanji and, like, Luffy's, like, belief and faith in them. I would counter you. While, yes, Luffy has full faith in Sanji, Sanji wasn't fully committed to the crew until the Big Mom arc. 
I feel that. I feel that. Because uh, that was that, okay. was that was honestly one of my. It's big, always hanging over his head. It's one of my biggest complaints. Is like Zoro is very clearly committed. Like you see multiple times that he's committed. Like while Usopp has that moment where he like leaves the crew and then comes back, he Luffy's his best friend. Chopper, Luffy saved his life and gave him what he needed. He literally saved Nico Robin. He freed Nami. Um, Jinbei is a whole thing, but that's like later. Yeah. Brook, like he saved Brook's life and, and gave him the purpose like again. he gave yeah. him purpose. Yeah. Like all these people have this connection except for Sanji. Like Sanji joined because he was told to. Yeah, Sanji was just like, yeah, right. And he went. He was like, oh, I'm gonna find the Grand Blue. But like nothing about him. Like while well, yes, he likes them this and he true. like nothing about him like commits him to Luffy until the Big Mom arc. I would argue slightly against that. Only because of Thriller Bark, because even though the nothing happened moment is Zoro's, Sanji is fighting pretty hard to, to to be the one that takes the pain from instead of Zoro. Like Zoro has to knock his ass out in order for Sanji to give up on him being the True. one to take the pain. True, but I would say neither one of them fully understood how much pain Luffy had. That's true. Yeah. So while I fully but I think believe, they were both ready to die. I think they were both ready to die, but I'm curious to know if like Sanji would be like if it hadn't been literally a life or death situation. If Sanji would have done it. If Sanji would have done it. That's like fair. If Nami if, if Nami or Robin were in trouble. Yeah, but like yeah, that's if, fair. That's like it. Nami and Robin cannot leave without Luffy. Everyone in the crew is gonna die if Luffy dies yep. here. And so, if he can sacrifice himself so Luffy will live, okay. But if they're in an environment where, like, literally he could just walk away and Luffy dies, at that moment, I don't know if he would have chosen to save Luffy. That's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's where, yeah, like, I think that that ties in really well because Zoro's big moments are, like, moments that are connected directly to, like, Luffy and, hi and him, like, advancing the crew. Like, you've got, obviously, the, the Usopp moment. You've got the nothing happened moment, like, him bowing to and sacrificing his dream in front of Mihawk and grumbling yeah. for help from Mihawk, like in order to to be stronger for Luffy, like yeah. ultimate, like Zoro's the ultimate fucking bro. Like he's the ride yes. or die. Like, yeah, he's yeah. Fucking Zoro is Zoro's, always a ride like, or die. And it goes from it's such an intense mo and powerful moment too because you go from that beginning where Zoro's like, if you get in my way, I'll cut you down. Like, you're no one gets in the way of my dream. Like I will be the world's right. greatest swordsman. To being like. Listen, I know you're the world's greatest swordsman. I know you're my fucking goal, but I will literally give all of that up right now just so I can be strong enough to make Luffy the pirate king. Like he yeah. goes from his dream being the most important to his dream taking a backseat to Luffy's dream and devoting himself to Luffy's dream, which will in yeah. the yeah. end make him the greatest yes. swordsman. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean yeah. Zoro, Zoro's getting there. Like, yeah, Zoro, he's gonna get Zoro's there. gonna be yeah. the world's he's greatest swordsman. He gonna, the fight, gonna, the fight right now for roll Kaido up. versus Luffy is pretty insane. But like, it is. Oh that's the God. one. Yes. That's the one I want to fucking see. Zoro? Zoro versus Mihawk? Oh, fuck yeah, I'm so... Zoro versus Mihawk. They're going to cut the fucking world in half. All they're doing right now, like, everything that the manga is doing right now is just hyping up fucking Shanks more, too. Yes, it is. Fucking, like, hockey being the end-all, be-all, like, Shanks is about to roll in here with the fucking God's hockey. Like, Shanks is not fucking around. Dude, he just walks on Whitebeard's fucking... Yeah. And people are passing the fuck out. Yeah, he's, he's like, don't stand, don't stand too close. You'll fucking. He's like normal conquerors hockey. Like, yeah, men like, with weak will will pass out. He fucking rolls up to Marineford and is like, "All right, you dumb motherfuckers want to keep fighting? Y'all can fight me. Like, yeah. you want to roll with this girl? Like, so good. Like, he he fucking calls Blackbeard. He's like, hey, hey, teach you want to fight? Like, if Blackbeard Blackbeard runs with his tail between his legs. Like, all right, I can't, God. I can't fuck with you yet, Shanks. I'm out. Like, and I'm the dipping. admirals who would literally 
throw hands against Whitebeard for like, yeah. mm, not Shanks. Yeah, no. they're like, um, uh, no. The only reason why not. that Blackbeard lost is because he had cancer. That's it. If Black, oh, no, sorry, Whitebeard. Whitebeard. If oh, White, yeah. yeah. Whitebeard oh, was yeah. Sorry, Whitebeard. Oh, oh, yeah. Whitebeard. Whitebeard was Prime, old and had sick. Yeah. Whitebeard was winning the Marine Corps War. Oh, dude, absolutely. he was. Absolutely. Oh. Whitebeard was fucking taking. He was all taking. Yeah, dude, he down. literally just rolled up the fucking Marine Corps like, and just unplugged his fucking chemo. Was like, I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll fuck you up. And he dude. still was just fucking motherfuckers up. There. Yeah. Like, just fucking stood there. He, yeah, like, Akinu blasts half of this motherfucker's face off and he's just like, oh, was that supposed to stop? Bro, like, how the fuck did Akinu survive that punch from Whitebeard? Bro, he put of his own. dude he put him in a fucking domain and just yeah. fucking squished him <laughs> yeah. dude his fucking body was completely yeah. flat if he hadn't got fucked up uh, yeah yeah if he hadn't been made of literal liquid substance he probably would have yeah. been yeah. operated yeah if he wouldn't yeah. what was the uh what's magma. the name of he's, he's a, a magma. He's a magma. yeah magma what's the what's the term for the the, the double fruit? oh wait i don't uh, know what his fruit is called actually paramecias like, oh it's a logia logia it's a logia paramecias are like not anymore, but like, uh, like the they're the catch all, like just the random power. Okay. Logias are the elements, and then zones are the animals. Oh, okay, gotcha. mm, zone okay. type, yeah. gotcha. Zone types seem weird. Zone types are kind of really are strange. Ass, yeah. uh, in most of the Besides series, Kaido. until you get like the mythical zones, like yeah. obviously, like Marco's Phoenix fruit is fucking busted. His Kaido, is sick. I would Kaido's dragon his. fruit is fucking busted. Yeah. Like, yeah, Luffy's fucking mythical Hito Hito me no me is busted. Speaking of which. Let's talk Nika about how Desan. everyone fucking is disrespecting Nika, yeah, like my man, yeah. fucking former fleet admiral Sengoku, who also has a mythical Hito Hito no Mi, and people were like, "Oh, model Nika, it's so cool, motherfucker." He's got the guy. He's the goddamn golden Buddha. He's the. How Buddha. are you gonna yeah. How are you gonna disrespect a motherfucker who can turn into a giant fucking golden Buddha? Dude, I'm waiting for him to do some like. Uh, I know you probably. I don't know if you guys know this, but Ashura's wrath. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm waiting for him to just fucking blow up and just like be above the ground and just fucking stab <laughs> yeah, him. Just, you know like, what I'm saying? Just be, no, be above the earth and just like straw hat, bah, and then fucking <laughs> boom. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be the too shit. Much of a of a lawful like. He's amazing, he's like, almost a pacifist. Yeah, like he does now he is. He yeah, he quit. Really yeah. good. Yeah, because yeah. he's they hype him up like they talk about how he's on he was on Garb's level in their prime and and we all know Garb's a fucking savage. Like, yeah. Oh, Schwarzenegger. I cannot fucking wait to see. God Valley get get like fleshed out and God Valley. Know. So this is it's like a huge incident that happened that you find out oh, about yeah, yeah. where uh like it's why Garp is called the hero of the Marines because he basically saved all of the celestial dragons from uh rocks and his crew, which involved Big Mom, Whitebeard, and uh Kaido, all younger versions of them were on this crew, and uh Garp plus Roger beat the beat all their asses and saved the celestial dragons. We have no idea why. But they can't admit that Roger yeah. helped, so it's all Garp. Yeah, Garp gets all the credit, and that's why he's called the Hero of the Marines, is because he, <clears throat> in the world's eyes, single-handedly defeated the Rocks crew at God Valley and saved all these fucking shitty Celestial... Like, that's what I want to know, because fucking Garp fucking hates the Celestial Dragons. He Dragon. absolutely detests he them. He fucking hates them. Like, I want to know what the fuck happened that made him not only team up with Roger, like... I know he and Roger are like friendly, but he was he was trying to catch a motherfucker. Yeah, and yeah. For him to team up with with uh, with Roger to protect the Celestial Dragons, like Rocks had to be had to have been some kind of fucking threat. Like yeah, yeah. Also, Roger's intense. not a fan of them either. Yeah. Here's the thing too. Like we've also been shown not many, but not all Celestial Dragons are absolute dog shit. Yeah. So there are a couple good ones. So maybe it was a different like. It could yeah. have been the predecessors, which it just trickled down to be absolute garbage people. Yeah. After I mean, the fact. Because what I mean. What we've even seen that are, are 
halfway decent source. I guess I don't know any of Do them. Doflamingo's family. Like Doflamingo's family isn't terrible. Um, but there's also uh, the one guy. Hope the one guy. You know the one I'm yeah. talking about from the from the collective. The yeah, yeah, the Reverie who absolutely smashes that shithead. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's pretty. That's pretty hype too. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, I could literally sit here and talk about One Piece yeah. for forever. And yeah, I, probably. Uh, this is a One Piece podcast, and we yeah. literally just did a whole 40 minutes on One Piece. Yeah, we had to. <laughs> I was sitting there looking we, like, holy that's how we roll. shit. <laughs> we, we, we lure people in under the context of, of talking about Just manga, like a couple other things. And yeah. then we just inevitably steer the conversation to One Piece and then talk about One Piece forever because we all fucking love One Piece. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the episode for today, guys. Uh, a big thank you to Ty for being yeah, our, thank our you special so much, guest. Dude. Today. Oh no, absolutely. I didn't have to put up his bull- fucking Loved, bullshit all day. I know, right? on the show. Nice. Loved having someone that knows how to read and actually knows. Um, <laughs> golden age. Oh manga. wow, I know fucking so, nothing about the golden age. I know everything I know. about everything else. I know everything about no, the no, it's too, uh, so, but uh, it's been an honor to be on. I yeah, really appreciate it. I'm yeah. really great. I want to have we you are, back uh, on again. Yeah, we're gonna happy to. We're gonna do another golden age episode. You know, we've got stuff like. Kadokia and Reborn, uh, fucking History Strong and Sociable Kanichi. We've got plenty of Golden Age manga that uh, <laughs> that Ty here is familiar with that I also know that we've got uh, more than enough for, no- for another episode at least, and we'd love to have you on even past that if, you- if you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you want to, I should say. You are welcome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thanks, guys. We'll yeah, uh, catch you next week. We'll um, be uploading every Monday, correct? Uploading every Monday, yep. yep. Filmed here at where? At uh, Kentucky Creative Studios. Creative Studios. You Thank you. I almost <laughs> forgot it. I, I got it right at the end. I wanted to. <laughs> We're still working out, on it. Shout out, shout out to boy fucking Hugh. yeah, uh, you. Yeah, shout out to Hugh. Finally, greatest finally got on the fucking mic. I'm really hyped about that. that was he, funny uh, as fuck. He he puts up with our bullshit. That's probably why he hasn't hopped on the mic before uh, because he <laughs> yeah. fucking hates us. But uh, you know, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to talk about Cummings for Hugh to finally jump in. Finally jumped in. I mean, I thought it would be my nice ass thighs, but you know, fucking pulled them out today for everybody. It's the combination of your thighs plus the cummies that brought him, that, that finally lured him in. <laughs> finally. Trapped All right. him. We'll Thanks, get a free guys. episode. We'll catch you later. Later, y'all.